It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it's James Seltzer. So you might not want to listen to this, but if you do like Survivor, like podcasting, like sports radio, there's some interesting stuff in there. Obviously, if you know who Rob Cesarino is, you're probably going to listen anyway. And uh, and either way, if you don't, there it's not all Survivor. There's just a little bit of Survivor in there. We talk podcasting. There's some Eagles talk. There's a, some Eagles talk, some Jets talk. Rob's a Jets fan, but... Um, for BLG and I, we, we love Rob Sestrinino. We're big fans of his podcast. So shout out to Paul Borges, who gave us the opportunity to get Rob on with us. And we, we jumped at it and we took it. So uh, it might not be for you if you're not interested in Survivor, reality TV, or us talking to somebody you might not know, then sorry. Have a wonderful day. We can't wait to see you again soon. We still love you. But uh, if you are interested at all in podcasting, in Survivor, in uh, you know talking about the Jets. The Jets, potentially, and just in general talking about how to build a podcast, how to get it to where you want to be. There's a lot of really cool, interesting stuff in here. Rob was unbelievably nice with his time. So, uh, little disclaimer, might not be for you. If you're on the fence, I highly recommend giving it a shot. It's a lot of fun. But uh, So, no complaints, because we told you to skip Yeah, it. no if complaints. Don't, Please don't, don't like complain. It, yeah. If you don't like it, just, just leave. And if you like it, great. And if you want to give it a shot... That's even better. So either way, we love you all so much, and thank you, and I hope you enjoyed it if you listen. Coming to you live from the WIP studios, it is BGN Radio. And if you know what I'm doing there with that intro, it's because we have a special guest with us today. Brandon Lee Gout and James Seltzer coming to you, and... We cannot tell you how excited we are. Uh, We've been joking all day that we have all kinds of Eagles guests on. We just did a show with Trey Thomas, who played for the Eagles for a decade, and we're both far more excited to talk to this guy. Rob Sestranino is with us from Rob as a Podcast, of course. Former Survivor player as well, played on Survivor, the Amazon, and Survivor All-Stars. Rob, how are you, man? Yes, thank you guys so much for having me on. And as a as a Jets fan, I appreciate this to record on St. Patrick's Day this meeting of the green football yes. teams that we have a, a a green summit here today. I like that a green summit. Vikings fans won't like that very much, but they can suck it. So uh, <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. And and we'll get into the Jets because the Jets actually make a move today. Uh, we yes, we're planning on talking, and then the Jets make a big trade, and we're like, wow, this is destiny. Ki- kismet. It's a beautiful thing. But Rob, I wanted to to start off with, and uh, 
for a lot of our listeners who might not l- know you, let's start off. Just give them an idea of, of what you do and what Rob has a podcast much is. Just about everybody. Who might not know me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul Borges knows you, so we've got one, right? Yeah. We're, we're one, yeah. One, yeah. But uh, I'm a guy who I was on Survivor way back in the early days. I was obsessed with reality TV so much that I wanted to go and be on one of these shows. I was on Survivor, the Amazon and Survivor All-Stars. That was six and eight. And uh, that was uh, a way back. They're actually on to this is currently Survivor 36 that they're on right now. And following Survivor, I ended up moving out to Los Angeles and I worked at a production company for a couple of years and that ultimately ended up going out of business and I was out of work and didn't have a job. And so I said, okay, since I have nothing else to do, I'm going to start a podcast talking about these shows that I love. And I've been doing that for eight years now and four years full time. And that's where I am right now. Well, it's funny because you I feel like you've actually gotten to the point where you're you're known as much for the podcast as you were for being the survivor player and I know that's how it led to it but uh, it really is amazing and and not just if you're a survivor fan TV post show recaps all kinds of great stuff over at Rob has a podcast so please please check it out yeah there's something for everyone over there but Rob I, I wanted to start out because you mentioned uh, you know that you you started this podcast and I've heard you talk before about your love of sports radio growing up. Growing up in New York, a big fan of WFAN. Mm-hmm. I know I grew up on Mike and the Mad Dog. That is the best radio show in the history of radio to this day and forevermore. Besides ours, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, yes. besides, duh, of course. Uh, that goes without saying. Uh, but, Rob, uh, can you talk a little bit about your love of sports radio and, and how that kind of led you towards where you're at now? So my father listened to talk radio all the time and not just WFAN, but Howard Stern. He always had it on in the house or driving us around. But my father was a diehard Mets fan, Jets fan, and that got instilled in me. And then from the early days of WFAN and, you know, the the station has been around like 30 years. But from when it first came on that my dad just had that on constantly in the house and it just sort of got, you know, ingrained into me. And so all the years of just like breaking down how they would talk about the different games and what's coming up and talking to the callers, that was sort of, uh, you know, a part of my DNA in terms of how I would go on to look at these reality shows. And that's really the where, you know, that I came up with the, the thought of trying to have that sort of conversation around the shows like Survivor and Big Brother and look at it from sort of like the strategic game point of view and what's coming next and talking and interviewing the players from those shows. Yeah, it's funny because I've heard you talk about that before. I heard you on the Dom and Colin podcast a while back and I've heard you talk about that. And I thought it was so fascinating because I found your podcast uh, during Worlds Apart, and I've been watching Survivor since All Stars when it aired after the Super Bowl. And then mm-hmm. I went back and I watched Amazon. I watched the original seasons, all that. Um, so don't worry. I, I watched Amazon after All Stars. <laughs> all Stars, not my only uh, introduction <laughs> yes. to Rob Sesterino, the uh, Survivor player. Uh, but I, I, it's so interesting because I started listening to you, and, and it just felt familiar to me, and it felt. Right. And then I heard you talk about that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that that's exactly what you're doing. And I thought it was a really such a smart way to kind of see a market and take something that's already there and apply it to that. Uh, Fascinating stuff. Speaking of that, uh, like our app has grown at, at a tremendous rate. It really is amazing 
the community that you've created and how many people support you. And and I am a, a member of the Patreon group at Rob has a podcast. It is the best. You you treat your Patreon people with such. You give them so much content and so much awesome stuff. But what I, I'm just afraid they're going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's always just waiting for it to disappear, scared. right? Yeah, I know. But what, what has it been like for you to kind of start this thing? And, you know, it, like, you know, you're speaking into tin cans at first, and now it's a studio and this Patreon group and all these people that are a big part of this Rob as a podcast community that, that it's all vital to the way they yeah. intake these shows. What has that been like? Well, it's weird what we get to do. And, and you guys also, you know, create content that's for, you know, a specific niche audience where that we, we sort of like have to reverse engineer where traditional broadcasting, it's like you, tr you want to try to reach as many people as possible. And this is much more of like grassroots where you're starting with like a very small audience and then you are like really like over serving that like small specific audience. And then, you know, as that begins to grow, you know, you attract more and more, more people who like that same sort of thing. But, you know, you really are very focused on trying to create the, you know, ultimate content for a specific group of people and for the people who don't like the Eagles, the people that don't like Survivor, you're not trying to cater to them at all. So you can really provide like the optimal experience for the people that are looking for the shows that we're creating. Rob, I had a question for you in terms of, you know, again, we were talking about the growth here of RHAP and how the community has grown and how this, the podcast has evolved. Obviously, we've been around since 2013 now, so we're not quite mm -hmm. new to podcasting, but I was just wondering, like, what's important to you in podcasting? Obviously, you do it so much. Uh, like, what do you take pride in? What is the, like, what is your goal? Um, if you had any advice for us, what would that be? I think that you just want to try to, you know, keep finding new ways to make what you're talking about interesting. And, and that can be challenging when you are going through, you know, uh, periods of the off season where, you know, the football season is, you know, not unlike the survivor season where it's like during the year, it's like very structured on Mondays. We'll do this on Tuesdays. We'll do this. But I think that the challenges will, uh, you know, tend to be what do you do when it's not the season and how do you, you know, not lose your minds and, you know, keep the audience engaged for the times when you're not breaking big stories and, and big news all throughout the year. And the other thing I wanted to say isn't it's not even so much a question as much. I love the the little production value things like the bell, obviously, and the the, the hashtags, drops the and drops. The, all that stuff. I I so my I'm obviously BGN Radio, but I'm also the producer slash third mic of the midday show at WIP, and and I take so much pride in my drops and in in playing them in the right spots and the importance of the and Ra, you're so good at it, man. Like it, it's it, mm -hmm. you add so much to the show in terms of color, in terms of fun. It really does enhance the product. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And uh, editing helps uh, with those. It's uh, harder to, you know, be able to like host the show and then also get those right if you were <laughs> going to be live. But yeah, it's uh, you sort of get an ear for it after you're doing it for a while. Yeah, I, that's a good point. You sort of just have a feel like and my problem is, as you know, live radio, 
you need to either hit the moment or you don't. And it really, <laughs> it drives me crazy because if you miss it, you miss it. Like it's you gone. can't, yeah. it's gone. And people will still hit the drop because they want to hit the drop. But it's like, no, like you missed the spot. You missed your <sighs> moment. Move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's it's tricky, but you know if you can you know if you get a, a great one, you know it's it's uh, a wonderful tool. Yeah, no, it really is. And uh, was that something you always did? Because I, again, I came in at Worlds Apart. Was that was that something that grew? I'm assuming, obviously, the ability to do it was yeah. something you need. But how did that kind of become a part of of what you do? So I think that it was, uh, you know, this is, you know, really, uh, you know, inside football uh, that I I say inside, uh, by the way, I say inside baseball all the time and you say it all the time. I love it. People always rip me. Uh, It's great. It's a great. I think we're probably talking about like in in Survivor Kagiyan that when Tony, who was such a transformative figure in Survivor came, that he had so many like sounds and things that he would say and do. And we wanted to, you know, be able to hit them. And then by uh, season 29 of Survivor, I actually, uh, you know, found software where I could sort of do it at the touch of a keystroke. And that was really where that was uh, born. So probably like, you know, uh, about four years or so uh, into the uh, four years ago. Something else that speaking of Tony, something else that Rob is amazing at is impressions. <laughs> oh, Was that something God. that you've always had a skill for? Did you have an ear for it? Or is it just something that that just kind of happened and you're like, oh, my goodness, I'm, I'm good at this. Yeah, so I, I've always had the ability to do impressions. Like in college, I was in a fraternity, and so I would like be able to do impressions of like the different fraternity brothers, and like that. And I thought I was so funny, like when I was pledging, and then I would get like you know, uh, you know, hazed for like, uh, like, oh, you think you're funny? Uh, like, do an impression of me now, and. But I, you know, I can just like if I hear a person talk enough and it's, you know, particular voices, then I, I tend to be able to, you know, mimic, a, you know, a cadence or or do their voice. But I grew up uh, watching SNL and that was always, uh, you know, something that I would, you know, love watching Dana Carvey or people that are really good at it. I mean, I, I think I'm kind of a, a hack with it, but it is something that I love to get to do and it keeps, you know, the f- show always fun for me. The Bradley one recently is just. Oh my god! I, was I had to tweet at you about it this week. Like, oh, I was listening into sand. my car and I was just dying. Too much like, sand the on baby survivors. one. It's oh my god! <laughs> it's so great. Smarten up, Bradley. Smarten up. Say, smarten up, Bradley. And and the you know, doctor Mike I watched is that Super Bowl. Oh yes. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's right. Uh, Suck yeah. it, Boston Rob. We yeah. beat you guys. Yeah, the doctor Mike too has been an amazing addition. That's that great. has been so fun. Uh, yes, yeah, I love uh, do- uh, anything with uh, Doctor Mike. I got a, a tweet from him, <laughs> or a text message from him the other day, just out of nowhere. That uh, Rob, I'm on my way to an adult circumcision right now. <laughs> I, I just wrote back to him, unsubscribe. I don't want, <laughs> why are you telling me this? Uh, uh, it's perfect, dude. Great. Because like the, it's one of those impressions where with Doctor Mike, it sounds like it, and then. You could say anything is that guy, and you'd actually believe that he would say it. So yeah. it makes it that it's like it's like a joke on top of a joke, which is really funny. Um, all right, Rob, uh, we're gonna get back into to Survivor in the podcast in a minute, but we can't have you on an Eagles podcast and not talk a little football with you. Yeah, the New York Jets, your squad. Uh, 
going for a franchise quarterback, a big trade yes. today, trading three seconds essentially and, and, and the first to move up. As, this is the Carson Wentz plan, right? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Hey, if you can get a Carson Wentz, I highly advise it. From your lips to God's ear. <laughs> what do you think? Do you, do you like? We'll be lucky uh, if we get George Wentz. Yeah, right. That's true. That's true. Jordan, his brother, is a tight end, so we can make that happen yeah. potentially. What do you think, as a, as a Jets fan? Like, I know a lot of people think the draft capital a lot to give up, but for a team that hasn't had a real franchise quarterback in a while, I mean, are you all right as long as it's like just go get the guy? Yeah, I, I would have given up anything. Yeah, you know, if, yeah. We've never had the guy. I mean, yeah. at least you guys had Donovan McNabb and, and uh, you know, uh, maybe, you know, not everybody. Loved, but it was like a consistent thing totally. for, for a while. And it, it wasn't like a big question mark. We've never had that. We've never had, you know, stability at the position outside of a couple of years of Vinny Testaverde or Chad Pennington, like in my life, we've mm -hmm. never even had like somebody for, you know, four or five years. That's like, hey, that's the guy. Don't worry about it. So, yeah. And they, they were active this week where they they brought back Josh McCown and then they also signed Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, they really wanted Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins would like didn't even yeah, he's call like, them nah, that. I'm like, good. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Wanted nothing to do <laughs> with the Jets, and can't, you can't blame him. Yeah, but it would have been nice if he would have said, "Hey, let me come to the Jets." But so now they were at six, and so they gave up three separate uh, second-round picks to move up to the Colts spot at three. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because I think it tells you a couple things. That one, that the, these New York Giants, uh, really, what well, I, I, I can't stand the New yes! York Giants. Yes, Rob, uh, you are I, I your hate audience, them. and it is working. Language, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. And so they, they, the Jets probably, uh, you know, the Giants probably told them to drop dead. So yeah. that's why they moved up to three so early because they knew the Giants were not going to work with them. And, and Cleveland maybe didn't want to move from one because they're probably going to take uh, quarterback one. Finally, you maybe you would think yeah. you pass on Wentz and Watson, you know, it's like, eh, maybe we'll do it now. Yeah. And so I, I think that the Giants, but I'm not sure that the Giants are going to take a quarterback. And I really, I hope that they don't for a couple of reasons, because I think too. that they're fooling themselves. Yes. They feel like they've got a few more years out of Eli. Please. Like, I think they should take a quarterback yes. or two. Yeah. Absolutely. But what I what I'm actually worried about is that they're going to trade. They're going to trade out, and they're going to trade to either Buffalo, yeah. who's in the Jets division, or I could see Denver also trying to get up yeah, uh, ahead too. of the Jets. Yeah, I think it's interesting, especially because, especially with like five legit guys who everyone said like there's there's no consensus this year. I think Darnold, most people would say, is the Jackson top guy as one as one of the uh, top I, five. I, baby. I would put him good work there. Top five, baby. Um, <laughs> I would put him as six. I would I would go with Mayfield, Allen, uh, uh, Rose, and Darnold. Yeah, and, and I guess Jackson would be the fifth. Yeah, excuse mm -hmm. me. So yeah, those five. But even then, Jackson's probably towards the back. It's those four guys. So I think if you're the Jets, they're saying, hey. We're getting one of those guys is, is kind of yeah. the, the idea behind this trade. So I think so. I, I think that what they're looking at, I, I think they want Josh Allen, if I had to guess which Ooh. one of those guys, because they say that he's kind of a project, which was what they were looking at when they drafted Christian Hackenberg in the second round oh, only boy. two years ago. And Aye. I think they that that's their thing. They look at these guys like, oh, we can fix him. So let's just get him <laughs> in here. And so Josh Allen has all the tools. And then Josh McCown is sort of like a player coach. And because he's 39 years old yeah. and. 
They gave him $10 million. I don't know if he was thinking about retiring or what, but they love Josh McCown, that he works with the players and everybody in the building loves Josh McCown. So I think that they, ideally this year, they want to bring in Teddy Bridgewater. They think that Teddy Bridgewater can start and then Josh McCown can work with Josh Allen and hone him to be the next guy to ultimately, you know, if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't pan out, then they have sort of the franchise quarterback waiting in the wings with McCown tut- uh, tutoring him. Yeah, and look, I I was when they went and got Bridgewater and got McCown, I was like, why not just get McCown and then you know you're going to draft a quarterback? But look, we we ripped the Eagles for doing it a couple years ago, and you know, kind of stacking the quarterback position, and and I think it's actually mm-hmm. a really smart move. It's cl- the most important thing in the sport, and obviously, yeah. as you said, as a Jets fan, it's pretty hard to fill that. And then when Kirk Cousins goes down, we can trade Teddy Bridgewater yes, yeah. for a first-round pick. God, can you imagine? Can you imagine? That would be the greatest thing that's ever happened. Oh. Yes, I mean, how stupid would they be to trade a first-round pick <laughs> well, for a quarterback? Already, yeah, and, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, and a fourth, maybe, too. Yeah. Yeah. But why not? You know, Maybe just as stupid as another team giving Sam Bradford $20 million again. It is unbelievable. So, so with this, do you, so you feel at least a little more positive? It's been kind of a... A no man's land for Jets fans for a little while here. Yeah, we'll see. We I mean, we got to see how it plays out because I, I I don't know necessarily. Like I don't watch a lot of college football. I don't watch any college football really, so I don't know exactly what's going to happen. But at least at this point, that you know they were at six, and it was there was a scenario where that you could have had four quarterbacks and uh, Saquon Barkley go before the Jets got to six, and so now at least they're guaranteed if they don't get their guy, that there will be, you know, at least two of those four quarterbacks available. Yeah, I think they don't make that trade unless they feel very comfortable with three guys, right? You know, you don't go into that and say, oh, we really like these two. Hopefully they don't go one, <laughs> two, and we just wasted all those picks. So, yeah, yeah I'm with you. I think that But they- I was mad that I wanted them to tank this year. And yeah, I, that's I what they should have understand- done. They should have done that, yeah. and they they were three and two, and, yeah. and they were like, oh, like uh, you know, we're catching lightning in a bottle here, and they yeah. had to go. You know, it's it. The problem is that they brought back Todd Bowles, who I'm not a huge fan of, and so like he's it's not in his interest to tank. No, so yeah, the opposite. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it's just it's it's sort of a mess the I'm, whole situation. I'm with you, man. Like they should have tanked. Uh, Todd Bowles was here. He's a Temple guy. He was an Eagles defensive coordinator. I, I like him. He's a very He's nice fine. guy. He's so uninspiring. He is not He's someone a- you feel is going to lead your team to the promised land. Yes, I think he is very much like replacement level NFL coach. Yeah, maybe. You know, he's going to be, you know, coach up the defense, but he's he's very uh, average and ordinary. Yeah, kind of like Pat Shermer, who the Giants just uh, brought in as well, which you got to like. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So well, at least they say that Pat Shermer is like an offensive genius. Like Todd Balls had like one good year as the defensive coordinator in Arizona. And, you know, then and, and off of that, you know, then the Jets had a 10 win season in his rookie year when they played like the easiest schedule in the NFL. And really, uh, he's gone five and eleven back to back years. Yeah, no, it's been ugly. It's been ugly, and uh, I'm with you. I just he doesn't inspire me. I don't look at Todd Bowles and think he's going to be a great head coach in this league at any point. So, I'm with you. I think that they get the quarterback. That's the first step. But I, I'm with you. I think that long term, it's probably going to be another guy leading them forward. Um, Rob, before we get out of here, we we can't have you on here and not talk at least a little Survivor with you. Uh, I know that Brandon and I have been really happy so far with season 36 with Ghost Island 
And mm-hmm. obviously everyone can check out Rob as a podcast for like eight million more hours of Survivor talk. It's literally all I listen to every week because there's so much awesome content. Uh, but Rob, what are your thoughts on Ghost Island so far? No, Ghost Island has been very fun in terms of uh, this season. It's a, a very young group, and so they have a twist this season where that they are bringing back a, a bunch of different artifacts from the past, like mistakes from the past that they're bringing back. And so, like, if if it was Jets Ghost Island, it's like, oh, you just found the butt fumble. So <laughs> yeah. if you can return the butt fumble now, then oh, you know you'll man. get you'll get seven points instead of giving them to the Patriots <laughs> this time around. Maybe the uh, or the, or the hot fake dog. spike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rex Ryan's foot obsession. Can we yeah. figure out a way to right. make that, that into a curse take, of some take kind? Take that tape back, and then Rex can uh, go back to being employed by the Jets. He didn't. Even, I mean, he didn't lose his job or anything like that. No, um, no, no. no. <laughs> well, he did, but not for that reason, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not for that reason. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the idea of sort of like, can you reverse mistakes from the past? And uh, that that's the uh, the idea of Survivor. But I mean, Survivor, it's basically you know the same thing every season and they and they you know tr- you know tweak it a, l- a little bit here or there but it really comes down to if there's good people on the show or not and that's why everyone keeps coming back and there's one character on this season obviously Wendell who is a Wendell a, yes. a lot of people's Philly! A Philly guy obviously I had to bring him up a lot of people's winners pick but Rob something you said about Wendell really just stuck out to me when you I, I don't remember uh, you were like, yeah, he's from Philadelphia. You know, he's a little, he's a little like uh, rough around the edges, like a little, uh, you know, uh, just a little shot there. I know it wasn't meant to be derogatory, but I, I just had to even that <laughs> I out. I think he's rough around the edges. <laughs> I think you said. I don't know if that was the exact phrasing. We. I, I think what I said was that uh, maybe that uh, you guys have won too much now. <laughs> That's what it is. We're I we're, wish. we're the city of champions. Who I saw mean, that coming? I was going to be mean and point out that the uh, the Jets are. Oh, and 10 all time against the Eagles. But, oh, uh, I no. Didn't, we I didn't have wanna... Rob on, and you're, you're just attacking <laughs> I just, him. I want him to never yeah. come back. No, I'm kidding. I just I had yeah. to get that in there. I would have never uh, said that to you, Rob, ever. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot about that. But, you know, that uh, not the last one. I think the Jets were were 3-0, and uh, and it, it, they played... Uh, what, was it twenty? Was it twenty yeah, fifteen? And, yeah, and that 15. one didn't really. That one didn't really hurt. Um, <laughs> but it was. I actually, you know, it might have been. It might have been twenty. Uh, yeah, twenty. The, the first year of Todd Balls uh, that we lost you guys. But no, it was yeah. twenty eleven. Was the one that really stung, where yeah. the Jets were. I think they were eight and five, and I think they went down to Philadelphia, and they yeah. were. They basically they lost to the Eagles, and I was like, okay, and that started like a losing streak, and then they lost to. Uh, we had a, a game against the Giants, and uh, they, that was when. I think it was Victor Cruz went like 99 yards. Oh, my yards. gosh. Yeah. I am uh, so up. furious at that game still because if the Jets win that game, the Giants don't make the playoffs and they don't go on they to like win the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was so mad at the Jets for that. And that Eagles game, by the way, like the Eagles had nothing to play for. I wanted the yeah. Eagles to lose <laughs> at that point because I wanted them to, to, to tank as well. Yeah. Rob, what, but Rob's showing there, and I think this is – it's really – it's funny because – we see this, Brandon and I, listening to your show, but like you have this amazing memory and this ability Sometimes. to recall Sometimes. things out of nowhere. I think you just showed it pretty well there. With you know, you're not because d- there was so much pain attached. Because <laughs> <Yes, right? laughs> <laughs> I was it was it was just it was so 
painful at that point because it really felt like that the because that was really the the end of that Rex Ryan era for yeah. the Jets where the Jets had like a little bit of window they went to back to back AFC Championship games in 2009 and 2010 and then 2011 they were right there and then it's like okay well here we go back to the playoffs really for the like the longest period of sustained success in the history of the organization and then they lost that game and then the Giants game I think they lost to the uh Dolphins the the final week of the season yeah. and ended up going I guess eight and eight that year and then 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 they brought in Tebow and then a couple of years after that <laughs> oh, Rex is going to be gone. I forgot still, about they that. They still haven't been back to the playoffs wow. uh, since that. So this is going on seven years Man. without the playoffs. And it was really that that game against the Eagles that was really the beginning of the end. And yet you still came on this podcast with us. That that shows how magnanimous. You guys, right? <laughs> no, I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. No, uh, but uh, Rob, all right. One more for each of us before we let you go. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to come on with us. Uh, it is a real a real honor for both of us and, and just very cool. But um, my question, last question for me, who is your dream guest on Rob as a podcast that you've not had yet? That I've not had yet. Um, the one person that has sort of been uh, that, that I'm trying to uh, track down, uh, probably Rex Ryan. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rich Kotite, I think. Is, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder no, the hell uh, he's up there. You know, Will Kirby is somebody that oh, I wow. have, uh, you know, that he, that, and I don't know if you guys follow Dr. Will. Brother also. Yeah, Dr. but Will. he was, you know, very formative in my watching of, of these shows. And Wasn't he the reason he, you originally applied for Big Brother? I think you said yeah, right once. Yeah, no, yeah he changed I thought the way so. I, lo I looked at all of these different games. So he had been uh, like in a, a, um, a, a, you know, I just, I loved everything that he did. Uh, at that point in time. And then, you know, he's very, you know, very much like too cool for school and probably, and would never do it. And so I, I really don't chase it because I kind of feel like that it's, it's the kind of thing, if it happens, it happens. But if I ever, if I was trying to chase it, it would never happen. Right. Yeah. There's no chance. Right. And he's like a cat that if you're trying to, you know, he's the try, like uh, if you think that you can, uh, you know, uh, get him to come to you, like he's just going to keep running yeah, away. Yeah, you're but fooling maybe, yourself. If you sit down on the couch, maybe at some he'll point. He'll come up, he'll let you he'll purr for a second, then you go to pet him and jumps off, and then it's, it's that whole thing, right? <laughs> he's your white whale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the last, that, would, that would be nice. Last thing I had for you here, Rob, was obviously, you know, you do many, so many podcasts, I'm sure you get to everything you do want to talk about. But I feel like sometimes, you know, just me even being in the locker room and interviewing some of these players, they get the same questions all the time. I know, obviously, in things you do, I'm sure you get a lot of the same questions throughout different interviews you do. What's something that you might want to talk about, if there is anything that you don't get to talk about a lot? Um. My sex life. Wow. <laughs> there we no, go. I, no, I mean, that I. That the was a safe answer because Nicole's definitely not going to listen to this. So we're good, <laughs> yeah, right? Believe me. That, uh, <laughs> that with all due respect. Uh, no, that, it's fine. That uh, Nicole's spending a lot of time uh, listening to uh, BGN radio. Uh, no, sadly, right? Sadly. <laughs> Right. Um, the beauty of what I get to do in podcasting is that um, I have ample opportunity to discuss any subject that I want to get into. So if there's something that is really on my mind uh, that I'm not a tortured artist in that I don't get to speak about a uh, specific subject. I mean, I, I, I'm very glad to get to talk sports. And because I get, you know, if something big is happening, you know, people will be, you know, nice enough to let me talk about it for, you know, uh, two or three minutes before they say, okay, get back to what we're here for. But, 
uh, <laughs> this is this is nice to be able to you know get to talk about sports in the appropriate forum a little bit. Yeah, it's a pleasure. When you do it with Fishback, he's just like I have no idea what you're talking. He's about. like, oh, just, yeah. So what? What was that? Huh? Football? Well, you What's know, a football? What I wanted to do the other day that, I, and this is <laughs> going to be uh, he. he that there was a big comeback in the challenge the other day yeah. and where one team was really far behind and then the other team came back and won. And I wanted to say, and uh, Steven, what an amazing comeback in this, uh, in, in this challenge by the Naviti tribe. I mean, reminiscent of last year's Super Bowl when the Falcons came back from 28 to three <laughs> to beat the New England Patriots. Uh, what a great game that was! And uh, I'm pretty sure he would have like the, the, his the, head the, would, he would have exploded. Have even, no, he would. I, I just think it would have been completely over his head, and and he would not uh, that have been able to. Uh, I wanted to see if he would catch that. Uh, the, it was the the other the way around, right? And, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yes. No, that and well, look, hey Rob, anytime you want to talk NFL, whatever, we're here, man, a hundred percent. Like, uh, if you if you need that outlet, we're always here. Uh, you clearly know your stuff. Which is really well, cool too. Well, about my team, and I, I do, I do love uh, fantasy, and I, like fantasy is a nice distraction from you know uh, from work stuff. So I really have been uh, like I play in a very competitive uh, fantasy league that's been going on for I think now eleven years at this point. Nice. So uh, you know I follow you know the NFL vicariously through the fantasy league, and then you know very closely follow my team. Oh, real quick. Speaking of which, I know this is a football podcast, but how you feeling about the Mets? It's almost baseball season here. Yeah, I feel okay about the Mets. I mean, the the, the problem is it's always going to be like if they uh, stay healthy. But we have a new manager this year, and that's why I feel like that with the with the new coach and the new manager, you you just you don't know what you have. So you mm -hmm. have a and, and they have like a, a young guy in Mickey Calloway, and you know he could be a Doug Peterson. You know, he could be you you don't know what he has. Maybe like maybe we have and maybe he. He is. Uh, he is not. Maybe he's gonna go on to be like a Todd Bowles. But it, there's just you have so much hope. I think with the changing of the coach that you just don't know. Maybe like uh, we're onto something. I I root for what it's worth. I'm a huge baseball guy. I love Mickey Callaway. I think that was a great hire. He's a really smart baseball guy. And look, it can't be much worse than Terry Collins, right? I mean, come on. Right, yeah, Terry Collins was just <laughs> like uh, again. He was just like a you know if he he's fine, but he was not a uh, a game manager. And was just like a sort of like a like a nice old guy, and you know that's, <laughs> that's something. That's really like, good. It went a good description. He was like a nice old guy. He was just there <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, he, he's like a Joe Del Campo type, where it was like uh, you know nice. not bothering anybody. He's not going to say the wrong thing, but you know once in a while, like he's going to just uh, have you know eat a little to too much steak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, so we'll see. And everybody's healthy for the most part. You know, no, nobody's going for like, uh, you know, MRIs on elbows or anything like that. So there's there is hope uh, right now. I am not a uh, fan of the Philadelphia Phillies uh, baseball organization. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I wouldn't expect I'm glad you to not. be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, after 2007, the whole, you know, whatever, <laughs> nine back, well, 19 well, to play. Well, no biggie. Well, that was especially <laughs> painful for me because uh, that's just to tie it back to Survivor. I don't know if you if you guys know this, but that uh, one of the women that I played with in Survivor was a uh, a, a woman named Heidi Strobel. Of course. Who, we, yeah. Yeah. Married yes. one of our guys here. Went, who went on to <laughs> marry 
a uh, yeah, uh, well, Cole Hamels. Uh, actually. Cole Hamels, yeah. yes, as a as a minor leaguer. Uh, oh, that's that, awesome. And I didn't even think I should have thought about that coming into this. That's a bad job by me. I should have thought about that. Yes. Uh, and then he famously said in there was like a, you know, a rivalry between the uh, Mets and Phillies coming into, I, I think that in, uh, in was it 2007 that uh, there was a whole thing with the team to beat with Jimmy Rollins. Yeah, that was 07. Yep. yep. Exactly yeah, right. seven. Yes. And then um, then when the Philly and, and then the Phillies went, went on to win at the, the Mets had an epic collapse. Mm-hmm. Of that and then <laughs> yep. uh, Nicole Hamels uh, came out and called the Mets a bunch of chokers. <laughs> and I really did feel like that Heidi was like the really, but, you know, pushing him to say outlandish things. And I felt like very connected to that. I she, felt was, like, she was getting you back. Yeah. Yes. And, and in my imagination, then. I felt like that, okay, well, then that was going to motivate the Mets to respond in 2008. <laughs> and I felt like in some way that I was going to be responsible for, like I was responsible <laughs> for somehow Heidi having that outlook on life. And then that she talked Cole Hamels into calling the Mets chokers. And somehow that was going to make the Mets respond to, and then they were going to come and win the World Series in 2008. It was going to be my, because of me. Yeah, and instead the Phillies won the World no, Series. No, they had, an, and they had so, another So maybe yeah. we should really be thanking you for yes, that. Yeah, where's my ultimately, yeah. Thanks, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, man, this has been so awesome. Thank you so much. Again, if you ever want to talk sports or, or anything, we are always here. Uh, it's really been a pleasure. And, and real quick, I have to make a statement, because anyone who's still listening now, clearly a fan of Survivor, <laughs> a fan of Rob as besides a podcast. Paul Borges. Yeah, right, besides Paul Borges. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Again, thank you, Paul, because Paul was instrumental yes, in getting you thanks. on here. We really, from the bottom of our hearts, Paul, thank you. Uh, but, uh, Rob, I have to say this. Anyone who doesn't like the Wandoff oh boy. is an asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Wandoff is awesome. It is so much fun. It is such a nice change up from everything throughout the week. And look, these people are making these amazing things, these awesome songs. I do a segment on my radio show every day where, you know, people call it a voicemail segment. And I take so much pride in putting that segment on well and getting these calls on the air because these people take the time to do that and to put it in there i i could tell you feel the same way about the wand off and like you said cutting like 50 calls or whatever <laughs> that your 50 songs that you get is insane yeah. so i want to i want to thank you for the time and effort you put into uh, to that and everything you do but also don't let the haters slow you guys down it doesn't <laughs> seem like you are you and josh having fun yeah. with it, but the wand off's awesome well, I, I try so hard to say look if this is not your thing i get it yeah, you, you have a, you have a it, sounder then, you're like you know people... stop right there you know it's like yeah. you, you, you let people know right <laughs> and, and the criticism tends to be uh there's something that we get criticized uh, you know it's a song parody contest that we do at the end of the last survivor show of the week and we get you know criticism of like oh you guys didn't talk about survivor enough and i, I kind of <laughs> get that uh but then we also get criticism of like i have such an ear for music i i appreciate music so much oh that what God. you're doing to songs is horrible <laughs> oh come on man <laughs> really, it like, comes from a very a very high horse yeah so, the uh, highest of horses uh, have a little I, fun I love people music so much you're hurting you're killing music oh, yeah the first God. one's like a little bit all right okay i get that and then the second one's like no yeah, it's, that's, that's, a, that's not a valid complaint. And even then, I don't get that either because listen to the other like eight hours yeah. of Survivor content you put out each week. I mean, and then there are also other podcasts like the, you know, uh, the other ones on the the Why uh, Blank Loss and and uh, the yeah. all that stuff. So uh, I, I'm 
I, all the people out there, please, please, please stop hating on the one of because it is a super cool thing <laughs> and it's a very cool thing. So, yeah. uh, Rob, man. I, I, I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, man. And again, Rob has a podcast. Check it out at Post Show Recaps. There's something for everyone. And and if you're like me and, and you already watch Survive and you're listening to this because you're interested and, and you've heard our app, being a Patreon at our app is an awesome thing. There is so much stuff. In fact, we have a Patreon page. And we need to do a better job of putting content in there because Rob makes us look silly with how much stuff he puts in his Patreon. So so it's certainly worth it. Rob, what's the hashtag for this? Yes! Oh, um, let's see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not easy, uh, right? ha- Hashtag uh, George Wentz. Love Ooh, it. Yes, there we go. Good. There we that go. That was really good work on the fly. See that he does this. And we uh, we love that, by the way. <laughs> really, uh, apologies to George Wentz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, right? It's a fun thing, though. We actually did it for the first time. BLG was like, we got to do the, the hashtag thing we, once. Yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, and it ended up being a really cool thing because you find out who's really listening to the end. Who's yeah, into- you know, it's, a good, it's a good test. I mean, people don't really you know pay too much attention to it at this point. But it, like when we first started doing it, it's like, is anybody still listening? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know that you you actually listen to this yeah, point. Yeah, well, it's funny because you, whenever you say it, I'm, al- I'm always there for the hashtags. You'll always be like, you'll make a comment like that. And be like, even though no one's still listening, let's come up with a hashtag or whatever. So you can see the heart of it is still there. It's a, It's fun man yeah and I, I think that that stuff is good when you are you know uh, creating niche content like that where it's like okay we know that only the most hardcore people that are into what we do are listening at this point and so yeah you feel it's like a badge of honor when you get to those moments in this show where it's like yeah you know what I, 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 I do care enough that I'm still listening to this now there's gonna be people that are hate listen uh, so you're, you're, <laughs> right. you're gonna have that the, you know these uh, looking Cowboys to see how stupid have, the hashtag is I can't wait to make fun of it or whatever right Right. Yeah, no, no. It, it's a great point. And uh, and Rob, I like again, I'm always there for the hashtag. What you do is um, it's just the, the amount of time and effort that you put in. It is so clear, especially for people you know, who kind of work in the same industry, granted different fields. Uh, it, it really comes across how much you care, how much time and effort you put in. And and like every little thing you do is uh, it, 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 it matters to you. And that really comes across. Well, I, I consider myself very lucky to be able to, you know, uh, be able to, you know, uh, throw myself into something and, you know, everybody, everybody's out there working hard and not everybody gets to have their work uh, appreciated in the way that I get to. So I try not to take that for granted where people, uh, you know, I, you know, almost like uh, anything that I do, you know, people are out there, like, oh, this is, uh, you know, thank you. Thank you for doing that. And, uh, you know, not everybody gets that at their job. So it's a nice place to be. And I try not to. Uh, I try not to let that opportunity go by the wayside. And it comes across, and, and I think that's why you're, you're the people who support you do it so happily and so fervently because, you know, you're worth supporting. So everyone, check out Rob as a podcast. Follow him on Twitter at Rob Cesarino. Post show ro- recaps, all that great stuff. Again, uh, and be a Patreon member if you're like me and you love it and you listen and you're like, this is the greatest thing and I want to support it. So, uh, Rob, again, Thank you from the bottom of our heart. It, it has been really cool for us. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, thank you guys so much. And if look, the, the Jets uh, can't and won't win the Super Bowl, then may, may you guys win another one. Oh, you guys are so great. great. That is great. How that can you not so- listen to this guy now? <laughs> again, check him out at Rob as a podcast. Thanks again, brother.